Welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 335. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. We got Tim Spence with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Matt Lawrence with us. No, you don't. All right, two-man show. No, you can't confirm it's me. I still want to do the one-man show. The one-man. no one else is available, I want to sit down and record a podcast all alone. That could be pretty intimate, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not, it's not that bad, right? and the listener. I'm not good at talking by myself. So. Those dulcet tones right into your earballs. Earballs. You, are you hitting the brown note, Ryan? I could. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I could hit that brown note, Johnson. Yes. What a right. title. Uh, coming up in the show today, we have Ubisoft Forward was announced. It is just Ubisoft's E3 conference, but they're kind of merging what they did last year with their forwards. And with the E3, so that's we'll talk a bit about that. How are they uh, going to the convey that much information if they're only using four words? <clears throat> uh, next, uh, PS5 received its first major update. Uh, some people don't think it's enough, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, also, PS5 broke another huge sales record. Um, it has now become the fastest selling console in U.S. history. Uh, Epic will lose over $300 million on Epic Game Store exclusives. NVIDIA warns that the GPU shortage will continue throughout 2021. And finally, uh, Resident Evil, uh, they, they kind of announced a bunch of stuff, but one of the things they announced was a Resident Evil 4 VR remake that is launching on Oculus Quest 2 exclusively. So, uh, what's the deal with you guys? How you guys doing? You holding in there? You doing good? Getting by, you know, day by day, little by little. You guys are both playing Bethesda games. Big time Elder and Scrolls games. Both playing Elder Scrolls games, yes. So Tim, how how you doing? What are you, what are you, what are you up to? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, this entire week for me on stream's just been more oblivion. Um just I think I've now have reached the point where I've put more hours into this character than any other character I've ever played in this game. I am a for those that like know me will know that I am a serial restarter of games. I'll just like, especially with RPGs too, because I'll just like play to the point where I'm like, oh, I wanted to do this, like, I want to try out this character build or whatever. And then I'll do it and I'll get my fill of having played that build and I'll be like, all right, let's make a new character. Like, I won't see the story through. I won't, you know, that's all that, all that jazz. So, um, but uh, this character, yeah, is like now level 35 or so. It's to the point. So Oblivion, the way that it, like the leveling works, you pretty much hit the cap for like, finding certain pieces of gear and finding um like the different enemies that you come across that basically all caps out at like level 25 so anything beyond that is just you getting stronger but the world doesn't um so yeah it it just it gets very easy after that point so i'm just really running around one shotting most things that i come across (laughs) um which is kind of fun right because it's like that's that's kind of the the best part of the end game in an RPG is when you're just literally a god. And I've always enjoyed that. Everything's just like scared of you. Some people like the really hardcore like RPG experience, and I get that. But sometimes I just want to shut off my brain and blow people away with lightning bolts. So that's what uh, high level Bethesda games are are for. But it's kind but, of one of my problems with Fallout seventy six is that I haven't seemed to have reached that kind of uh, level. With Whereas MMOs, I feel like it's other a bit harder. Follow you know? games I enjoy, yeah. At the end game, like you were saying, just blowing things away. Well, even like with other MMOs too, like World of Warcraft. Like one of my favorite things to do in WoW used to be like to 
hit you know the level cap or whatever and then go back like two or three expansions previously and like go and do the old raids like mm. solo that mm-hmm. was always my favorite like one of my favorite things to do because i like to to a like try to fight those old bosses and, and get some like pieces of gear for transmog and stuff like that because i'm a sucker for those outfits but also just to like <laughs> run in and just face roll like a huge group of enemies that like 10 years ago i would have been like damn like we're gonna need 70 people to take this thing down and i just run in and just blast it once and it fucking dies that was always my favorite but you can't even do that now like they have these like leveled zones in wow so like no matter what level you are it's just always leveled to you to an extent so you can't even really do like old raids as effectively anymore because they try to have the whole world level to you instead of doing it expansion by expansion um but yeah just that uh as far as like gaming really um aside from playing going back and playing a bit of the payday 2 with uh with you guys which is a lot of fun um but other than that i mean we're getting a dog tomorrow (laughs) whoa that's fun there you go it's been a long time coming but uh how's that gonna work with the uh the cat um the so it is a puppy He's being uh, raised in a house currently that actually does already have cats. Okay. So we're hoping that, uh, and I mean, it's a pretty like. So it's up to the cats to be cool. Yeah, with the, basically, with the it's it's going to be up to the cats if they like him or not. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm sure he's and he's still like he's eight and a half weeks old at this point, so he's he's going to be cool with them. Uh, do you have a name? Uh, we've been thinking. We threw a couple of names around back and forth, but. Uh, we kind of just like stuck on Archie for a little while, so it's probably going to be Archie. Mm. Yeah, a little uh, Char- uh, King Charles Spaniel. Nice. You forgot the most important word in there, didn't? Isn't it like a Cavalier Spaniel or something? You told me. Technically, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which I told Matt he would appreciate because he drives a <laughs> 2001 three Cap- three 2003 Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> Still, <Fuck> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then that that dog's gonna live a long time. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, they should. I think they live ten to twelve years. So. Oh, that's pretty good yeah. for a dog, I think. Yeah, the smaller breeds live longer typically. Yeah, I think All I right, heard. Uh, I think uh, like a bull, like a uh, my business partner's uh, family bulldog passed away, but like passed away like right. I think it was. I, I want to say eight years he told me the age i can't remember but i think it was eight years and i was like oh and he's like yeah he's like that was an old bulldog and i was like oh like at least it lived like a full life i guess like because that like i guess the well bulldogs are kind of small but they have like breathing problems and they such, have a but, lot of issues yeah yeah so i guess it i guess it'd be similar to bold to bigger dogs where i presume their heart goes i would guess but it's because they're big but but yeah mm-hmm yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. It's like I I used to have a dog. Um, we only had her for a couple of years though, and uh, Kayla's always been a dog person much more than a cat person. Not that she doesn't love the cats, but like she has uh, a lot of uh, attention, I think, to give to a pet. Uh, and the cats don't always love a lot of attention. <laughs> and a dog will just like give as much. They'll take as much as you can give them, right? So oh yeah, she's like she's been literally counting the days for like months so very excited but yeah it's gonna be good cool matt what's new with you uh more of the more of the morrowind and uh more of the 
uh, more of the Morrowind and more of the Outriders as well. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Morrowind is kind of the big thing that I'm doing right now uh, in terms of like a personal goal, I suppose. Um, so I think last week I was mentioning to you guys that I'm so there's three sort of chapters that are listed in the unofficial Elder Scrolls uh, wiki or unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. And I was doing the part of the second chapter, which is you have to convince uh, four, four, uh, I believe they're called Ashlander tribes, four Ashlander tribes to vote you in as Neverine, if I'm pronouncing these names correctly. And you have to get three houses, which I, I don't know whether they're like political or just factions or what they are, but um, three houses to vote you in as Hortador. So uh, I went and one of the one of the tribes is a freebie because you've worked with them to this point. So there's basically three tribes and three um, three houses. And so I went hard into the doing the houses stuff. And I, I know I mentioned I started one last week and I finished all three now. So all three are done. Uh, I am starting to become sort of like the typical Morrowind player. I am flying everywhere. Like I'm just levitating myself everywhere. And what? Um, yeah, I can, you can. There's like a spell <laughs> you can cast. I'm just like, whoop, and just like take off. So I have these pants that are called like well-worn pants or something or travel stained pants or something like that. And they have an enchantment on them and, and enchantments uh, recover over time. So I just kind of like, oh, I need to go to this city. And I just like, whoop. And then just fly off. So, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really something. And I also have like this, I also have like the boots of blinding speed with no blind effect on them right now too. So this is all without cheating too, by the way. So that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I assumed you were cheating. Yeah. No. Well, Mod- I mean, the hell out of it. Well, cause like TCL, I guess like you could just fly. Um, Those pants although, aren't real. Although I did learn. <laughs> I, so pants aren't real. Although I did learn something interesting. If you use TCL in Morrowind, someone told me that on YouTube, someone told me that if you turn on TCL, it actually turns TCL on for some NPCs Mm -hmm. and it will like break their collision as well. Mm -hmm. And I got glitched into a roof once. I was just like walking around and for some reason my character got his head. I wasn't floating or anything. I didn't even have these flying pants (laughs) yet. So I like, and I got, I just like, I got like teleported into the roof, like my head did. So I had to TCL out and then I learned about this and I was like, well, it hasn't affected my main story. So I'm not like super concerned. Like if the game breaks, I'm just going to fix it with the console. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I'm not like, this isn't like a, in speed Classic run or Bethesda games. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much. I always wanted to play them on PC because it's like the game is inevitably, inevitably going to fuck itself up and you're going to want to use the console to fix it. Which would be nice to have on uh, on consoles, actually. But uh, when I turned on the TCL, one of the Silt Strider guys fell halfway through his platform, which is no problem because all you got to do is talk to him and I can still talk to him. But he's halfway down his platform. So I just like talk to him at like he's like waist deep in some concrete. Um, so there's there's that. But I'm at a I'm at the point where, like I said, three tribes and three of the houses and this part of the game is really, I don't, I don't, I hesitate to say bad, but it's not bad, but it's clearly trying to get you to play. And the reason why I say that is, um, again, I'm not against looking up guides and I looked up guides and some stuff cause I've been stuck and I kind of looked ahead to see, you know, what am I in for with these, with these things? I didn't read in depth. I just kind of looked at quick walkthroughs and it said, you know, the, doing the, doing these last two things, 
um, being declared by these two uh, collective things, these six things, uh, you complete what's called the trial. So you complete the fourth and the fifth trial. I believe there's seven trials. And you complete the fourth and the fifth trial. So, and you do the fourth and the fifth that like simultaneously, it doesn't matter. Consecutively, it doesn't really matter. And you can actually skip the fourth and the fifth trial if you're at a certain character level and if you're above a certain reputation in the world. And it just made me think, like, you know, doing this is kind of interesting. Like, there's a lot of running around. It's not really even dungeon diving, uh, at least so far. It's a lot of, like, internal politics among these houses and, like, lots of dealing with little weird uh, disputes and people that won't vote you in, other people will, and paying people off and bribing people and killing people they don't like and stuff like that. There's a lot of that type of thing, but there's not like, hey, go into the caves and, you know, like typical Morrowind stuff or typical Elder Scrolls stuff. Hey, go into the caves and get my, like, great-grandfather's ring or something. There's not, there hasn't been any of that yet. Maybe the tribes will have more, more requests like that. But I can't help but think this part of the game is very filler because it can be skipped according to the guide that I read. And I find that every single time, and this is, this is, so I'm starting to not rush the story, but I am just doing the story now because, okay. So for example, I go to the first house, house Hlaulu, I believe. And I, like, I talked to one guy and he's like, oh, you have to deal with like, I believe it's five of these counselors. So it's like, okay, I go and I deal with all five, whatever. And there's like a little side part you got to do and all this stuff. So there's lots of running around. Then I go to the next house and they have five counselors again where I have to like run around. But here's the thing. So there's one counselor that I went to first and he won't vote for you. He hates you. He doesn't want to talk to you, whatever. So I go and I look it up because I was like, well, I because I, I, I have a book in game. So I look it up in my book in game and I'm like, OK, I'm going to go to the other one. And maybe one of these guys will be like, hey, go kill that guy or something. So I go to the second guy and he's like, you know what? I have to I have to converse with my people. So I was like, okay, well, I'll wait 24 hours and see what happens. Wait 24 hours, nothing happens. Wait 48 hours, nothing happens. And he keeps saying, I'll just converse. So I was like, what the hell? So I look it up because I'm like, well, like, what am I doing? And they're like, oh, you have to go to this other guy. His son's been kidnapped. You have to save his son from the guy that won't vote for you. Save his son. So I did that. Bring his son to you and he will tell all the other counselors to vote for you. The guy that won't vote for you won't do it. So you have to go to him. And now with the, with the support of everybody... You have to go and you have to do this duel. So I go to the other people and I, or I, I go, I, or sorry, I ignore the other people and I go to the guy that won't vote for me, assuming that this guy with the influence is going to tell all these counselors to just vote for me. So I go to this guy and he won't talk to me about a duel. So I thought to myself, what the hell is going on here? So I look it up again because I was like, well, like, I don't know, like, why isn't this working? You have to go and talk to each of the other counselors in any case. And they're all just like, yep you know, your story checks out and like, I've been influenced or whatever. So yep, I'll vote for you. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So then you do all that and then you go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to duel this guy. Let's go duel this guy. And he's like, you know what? That's it. Like we're going to duel in Vivek. Oh, for fuck's sake. Out of the, out of this town. I think it's Aldrune out of the town, back on the silt strider, go to Vivek, two trips in, put my pants on, <laughs> fly over to the arena. Like, it's just like, it's just a lot of filler. And I feel as though that's just one thing that's kind of annoying me um, about the game. It's just the fact that I know what I know that these were skippable makes them feel more like filler because the last one is, oh, they go, go find all these wizards in these towers. And these towers are all like they're all wizards towers and they're all wizard or they're all like 
scattered along the eastern part of the game. And it's just like, now I gotta like trek to all these towers. And I understand that like, obviously it's an RPG. I'm supposed to be trekking. I'm supposed to be doing this. But it just, the rest of the game felt like better paced. It was like they introduced you to easy quests and all the rest of it. And then they had you go on this big journey and they really prepped you for it. Like they gave you a lot of supplies and then you did this big journey and then you did this big dungeon and there was a couple big dungeons and blah, blah, blah. And now it's just sort of like running around doing errands. So that that's just one thing that's kind of like eh to me. Um, but I'm on the three tribes now. And apparently the three tribes are not so crazy, or at least one of them isn't. I only looked at one in a guide and I only have to convince one person, not five. So hopefully the tribes are a little bit faster. But that's um, that's where I'm at. So I, I'm progressing well. Uh, I'm having trouble with the game. Like I hadn't had, I didn't have it crash at all this whole time. And then I all of a sudden started having it crash where it would just close the desktop. And then yesterday I had it like it where it wouldn't, it had trouble opening and then crashed while opening. And then it closed and wouldn't like, it just wouldn't open. And then it like fucked up my graphics driver and I got like the, there's like a pretty well-known error where it's like Microsoft windows can't access your graphic device. And it like screwed that up. And I thought like, Oh, maybe there's something wrong with the driver, this and that, but I've tried other games that are more modern and they're fine. So it's just Morrowind. Like, I don't know whether it's my save state or whether, you know, cause I'm using the game pass versions, whether Xbox has updated and something screwed up. I don't know. Um, but that's or the Xbox app specifically, but that's where I'm at. So doing well that way. And then just Outriders. Uh, Ryan and I have been playing some Outriders. Pretty fun. And we learned that the map's a lot bigger than we thought. So our estimate of 50% all the way across before is incorrect. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> By a lot. Probably pretty far, actually. Pretty far, like, from the end, you mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Unless unless we jump, unless there's a point in which lore wise you go on like a huge road trip or something and a lot of that map is just like a line to another location. Right now, the locations are pretty compacted in and we are 25 percent maybe now of the map in. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we thought we were 70 before. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. As for myself, I've been doing the. Outriders and uh, COD Mobile Season 3 starts uh, tomorrow. So. Oh my god, Ryan. I'll be uh, getting in on that. Although I got my ass kicked today in some ranked matches. In some... Wait, so... What's the difference between... Like, okay, so th this game has like a reward for everything. Is there like specific rewards that you're trying to get in ranked? Or like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, there are some items you can get through going ranked, but there's just like a challenge that said like complete three ranked uh, multiplayer or battle royale matches. So I'm just kind of doing those. I was I was going to try to get to the end of um, ranked until I realized that people get a lot <laughs> more difficult to beat uh, the further you get into it. So funny how that works out. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is I had a false sense of, of I guess, superiority because me and Matt were, were playing normal multiplayer matches and pretty much coming out on top every single time well battle um, the the uh, battle royale too the, which it which yeah. isn't ranked as far as i know you can play a ranked version oh yeah um but against the average player we were we were killing it so i was making my way pretty easily up the ranked matches but then i reached a point where it was just like everyone is either as good as me or better and so it's like it's, when you uh, uh tough 
It's like when you play Smash Bros, like with your friends at parties and stuff like that, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm like among the best among my friends." And then like maybe and you go and you're like, "Maybe I'll try to play online," and then you just get absolutely wrecked <laughs> by people who actually know how to play the game. And it's like, now nah, get get down to the bottom of the rankings. There, there you go. <laughs> it reminds um, me of uh, of Tekken. I remember played Tekken Six maybe online, and I went to go. I just I don't remember whether it was ranked or what it was, but I remember just hopping in and. I don't know what it was, whether it was a certain set of people I was playing against or or what it was, but I would always beat the guy first round. They wouldn't even fight me oftentimes or they'd very lightly fight me. I guess they were learning my style. I was going to say they're throwing the match to learn like your patterns and stuff. And then he kicked my ass and that happened consistently online for quite a few matches and then I was done. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I just watched a oh. uh, today, like one of the like YouTubers that I watch the smash youtuber who like he did a video on japan's like newest up-and-coming like professional player who was like bottom of the bottom of the rankings last year and then just like 3-0'd the best player in japan like this week um and he was just doing like watching some matches and doing like a breakdown of what his like style was like what his strategies were like watching his play style and like learning things be like oh like look he did this like it's really subtle that he like landed this aerial attack and then ran forward a little bit to then jump and then do another neutral aerial just to be in slightly better positioning while he's juggling this other guy. It's like, sh- sure, man. Yeah. As, as you explain it, I can see like what you're talking about, but there's no way in hell I would have noticed that otherwise. Um, But yeah, it's just like you, you watch that sort of thing and you're like, there's, there's a very distinct difference between me who casually plays this game every once in a while and these people who like go to tournament for it. Especially people that, like, you can get really good against the NPCs, but mm-hmm. you need to be, like, in the PvP space. You have to, yeah, know how to get into people's heads and, like, watch, like, what they do and learn how to counter it and stuff like that to play against the players. I personally really prefer to play those types of games against other players because I find playing against bots to be quite cheap. Because, mm. like, the bots know what input you're doing. Like, the computer just knows it because it is the computer that's registering you doing that input. And so they can have like frame perfect, you know, response time to what you're doing. It's like, Oh, the person would have known that like, if I've been running up and shielding and running up and shielding and running up and shielding, but then this time I run up and I attack, a person wouldn't be used to that. They would expect me to run up and shield. Right. The bot knows that I hit attack because I hit attack. And so they shield the attack and then they grab me or whatever. And like, you can't play mind games with the bot, like that kind of thing. Interesting point, actually. But I mean, yeah, if you know how to play the game, like against people and, and professionally, and you know how to do combos and stuff like that, like the bots, for the most part, as far as I'm aware, even level nines won't like strictly know how to get out of your combos and stuff like that. Like they won't, they won't, um, you know, lean away from your your multi hit attacks and stuff like that. They'll just kind of sit there and take it if if you start that if you get that first hit on them, and they don't typically combo you back either. So it's like you don't really get to learn how to properly get like escape combos and grabs and things like that. Right. Right. When you play against bots, but you know, this is all just like the perspective of a person who watches too much smash bros, YouTube content and doesn't actually play and doesn't go to tournaments (laughs) and doesn't know what I'm talking about. So Uh, other than that, I also, me and Aaron, uh, former guest of the show, uh, we played some civilization six. They added like a zombie update. (laughs) <laughs> and the zombies were kicking our asses. Zombies taking over the world. 
Yeah, first of all, they destroyed all the city-states. There's only one left. And that one that's left is only there because it's between me and Aaron. And and some, like, mountains. Oh, so he's Gerard butlering them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And and me and Aaron are learning this for the first time. We've got to build, like, there's new defenses you can build and stuff to kind of slow down or, or hurt the zombies. And It's been a nightmare. Matt, I sent you that uh, screenshot of uh, one of our opponent players. It was the computer, not us, not like a human. But Oh, I thought uh, that was you. <laughs> no, they were... Surrounded, every single tile on their land was a zombie. That was horrible. Yeah, that's that's pretty horrible. <laughs> and their city defenses were reduced to zero. Now I don't oh. think the zombies can actually take over a player city, uh, at least their capital, right? So I think they're just stuck there. That's oh, horrible. what do you do? You're just stranded. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just press enter for next turn. Like yeah. if me and Aaron were able to get a military unit through those zombies, we could take out their capitals like now. But the zombies are super hard to beat. They're wait, not, what? wait uh, a second! You're still fighting other humans in this? Well, yeah, because we 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 don't we're not playing against each other, so we're on a team and we're fighting against like four other computer controlled uh, players. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be all of the like cities against all against of the, the random zombies. spawning zombies. Yeah, no, the zombies are basically just a new kind of almost bar- barbarian type unit, but one that's more deadly and they yeah. can spawn anywhere. Sounds like a world uh, event kind of thing. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun and and difficult as well. So, man, I wish I enjoyed strategy games more. My I can't think beyond like five seconds from right now. So, <laughs> I uh, I really suck at them. Like there was the one time like years and years ago, back when we were actually able to uh, see each other in person, and uh, Matt and I played a game of Civ Five one time. Like for what was that like 10, 12 hours, maybe? Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Matt's playing on like, what was it? One less than maximum difficulty. You were playing on like deity or godlike. Immortal, or I think. Immortal. And I'm playing on like difficulty three, which whatever that is, which I mean, props to that game for being able to simultaneously handle uh, <laughs> high difficulty and low difficulty for two different players in the same game. I don't know how the hell that works, but pretty crazy, but pretty good, too. But uh yeah, and that was even that was just like the only reason that I had any idea what I was doing was because you were like, oh, if you do this, then like they'll have to do this, and then you can take advantage of this. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, but there's no way I would have fucking figured that out on my own. There's right, uh, oh, there's like, well, I was just gonna say, there's like a muscle memory. I'm sure Ryan can attest. There's like a muscle memory to to sieve. Like once you get to a certain point, you just know what to do, and the only time yeah, that everything yeah. gets interrupted is like. When the next Civ comes out, <laughs> and then you just learn the next thing, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, when you learn the meta, it's it's just a matter of playing the game and, like, um, uh, adjusting like your strategy it. based on the on the little nuance, like, little details that, that happen. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And, yeah. And Aaron's been helping me along the way. He's been teaching me a lot of stuff, too. Uh, I kind of learned, like, a new technique every single time. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Aaron, so that's been good. Um. All right, let's hop into the stories for this week. Uh, obviously, E3, we talked about this last week, um, has been confirmed. And Ubisoft has also said now that uh, they had a Ubisoft forward. They had two of them last summer. They're doing that again, but this is now going to be roped into E3. Um, so this comes from IGN. The digital conference will take place on Saturday, June 12th, starting at 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, currently, no other details have been provided. Naturally, all the biggest surprises will be held back until the show itself. But is there anything you guys want to see from Ubisoft? Far Cry 6! <laughs> that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've played anything Ubisoft, I think. I'm trying to remember what the last thing would have been. The Division, hopefully. Nope. 
<laughs> Did you stop playing the Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I haven't played since Black Flag. Oh, damn. It's like 10 years ago now. That was at the launch of the last uh, consoles. Yep, PS4 launch was the first game I got. I actually got that game. I got that game in hand before I had my PS4. And I got a PS4 like on launch day. So you I know think... horrible. That, that feels like it... That doesn't feel that long ago. And yet it kind of was. 2014 yeah so that 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 hurts thinking about i remember the, the day the, the console <laughs> launched yeah jesus all right i mean it's not it's it it feels not that long because the one before it lasted forever yeah it really did like the 360 was still valid <clears throat> probably and and it's still like you still use it but it was still sort of relevant if you weren't playing cutting edge titles until the tail end of the first destiny. Mm-hmm. And even then, a lot of people still had it and probably still do. I think um, I did hear rumors. I don't I have any confirmed confirmation on any of this stuff. Uh, and they're kind of like loose rumors at that, um, that there might be a smaller Assassin's Creed release this year. Or maybe not one at all if it gets delayed or canceled. I heard they were having some trouble. Now, that's just complete rumor. Would it be something like, what was it, Chronicles China and like other Chronicles as well? Oh, oh yeah. I don't know if those did do well, though. I don't think they'd do something like that again. I do remember, too, and this might be crazy, but I mean, mobile games have been blowing up. Uh, I remember that Black Flag had like almost a fully, well, I mean as console-esque as you could get on, like, an iPad experience where you, like, piloted boats and stuff. Like, pirated sh- or piloted ships, like pirate ships. I don't know if you remember that, Ryan. Mm-mm. There was, it was, I think it was just called Assassin's Creed Pirates, actually. I don't know if that's true, the name. But for sure, it was, like, a game where you just, you just played as a, I think you just piloted ships and, like, did speak. I played it very briefly, very, very, very briefly. I remember being in first person at the captain's wheel. That's really all I remember from that time period. But I wonder whether they could be like, trying to do something. That's on all the you remember at all. That's all I remember at all from that game. Like from your from your whole life. At my that whole point. Li- that would be horrible. From like <laughs> this moment, just I'm in I'm in Assassin's Creed, maybe pirates at the, yeah. at like a fake wheel. Yeah, that's all you remember from that time. That would be but, uh, horrendous. Must have been a changing experience. Assassin's Creed is a big one for me, uh, so I do I do hope we see something. But with these with the new, latest Assassin's Creed being so big, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they they take a year off or or are working on something smaller in scope. And I kind of hope they do too, because like those games are massive and they're long. Well, I don't. He- I, I know a lot of people probably don't actually finish them. This game, so I just confirmed it. This is on the wiki, actually. Assassin's Creed Pirates spin-off game for smartphones and tablets. It closed in 2017, December, mm. or sorry, February of 2017. So, I mean, maybe we'll get because mobile games are kind of getting more valid, like more valid, I guess, yeah. and they make a lot of money. Maybe they'll try to make another something like that. Because back then, mo- like that was a pretty decent. From what I remember, which was very little, obviously, <laughs> um, pirate game for especially for an iPad. So imagine the like with the power they have now. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, would like to see Division Three though. That'd be nice. I don't know if they're gonna do that because then they just announced like new support for Division Two. 
Also, they have that Star Wars game that they're probably busy. That's right. The massive guys are, but I don't know if we'll see anything on that yet. If if maybe not, not just like a, a re reconfirming it or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a title. Hey, yeah, we're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's probably years out, right? Well, the I I have that new Ghost Recon, not Wildlands one after it, Breakpoint, I think, and yeah. I picked it up for like super cheap. And I, I played like a little bit of it, and it's very division esque now. Uh, they have uh, sort of a I'm very early in the game, but they have like sort of a hub city that you can see other players in, and you can go out in the world and sort of do your thing. And it's very division esque, just with the Ghost Recon spin and like obviously the story of Breakpoint and John Bernthal. So, <laughs> so uh, maybe even another Ghost Recon wouldn't be too bad, to be honest. I, Ghost Recon Wildlands, I think, really suffered because the world felt cheap. I don't know if that's your opinion on it, Ryan, but like, I would say the stealth mechanics weren't clear. Because we would go in and it would be like, okay, you're sniping and Aaron and I go in. Right. And you're covering us because we need to move in and like hack a computer or something. And we would go in and like Aaron would have a silenced gun. I would have a silenced gun and we would kill like this guy and this guy. And there's a third guy, but he can't like he can't see us, but he somehow hears us. And then Aaron and I discovered like, oh, you have to use pistols because the guns actually make quite a bit of noise. But it's like that was never explained. And it just felt really cheap to me. And the NPCs well, suck too. The world was so big, it felt like they couldn't give love to all the areas, right? And so there was a lot of just desolate areas that felt like they were nothing. You, you know? could go to any any like I remember you. I remember we were like, "Can we go to that mountain?" And we could. It was miles away. Like yeah. it was like like literally like cross country Canada, like all the way fucking across the country. <laughs> like it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. It's a metric that a lot of people uh, base their measurements off of. Yeah. Cross country Canada, uh, cross country yeah. Canada, two cross country Canadas away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone knows what you're talking about, uh, especially uh, especially everyone but but Canadians. Everyone knows. I what mean, it, it does. Is. I mean, Canada's <laughs> a big country, so it does sound like a, it could be a saying, you know, it, it, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a um a uh, I don't know if anyone's gonna know, but Elise Willems on Twitter, she's uh, a member of the Funhouse channel. Um, is from Canada and lives, you know, in California. It's working with Rooster Teeth and Funhouse and stuff. And uh, she recently started this week. She's like, I'm just going to start tweeting references to a very small subset of Canadians that are even going to understand what I'm getting at. And like, I had to look up her Twitter and see what she was tweeting. Because, like, it's stuff that we'll get. And I could say it and you guys would laugh. But, like, no one who's listening to this is going to fucking get the reference and stuff. It's it's pretty interesting to hear like, you know how like when you like get those get those sort of regional references that you never realize were were regional, like on TikTok now, there's people that are reminiscing and being nostalgic over like how when we grew up, and I think it was, I think it was Reader Rabbit, and someone was saying something like I think it was Reader Rabbit. I might be totally wrong, but it was like Reader Rabbit or something was specifically in schools in Canada, and it was like. Like, you know, you were in school in Canada when? And I was like, I don't fucking know Reader Rabbit was like something that was regional. Like, I always just figured that it was like, here's a computer program about reading and there's a rabbit, <laughs> you know? It's super yeah, interesting. Because hmm? we, we had we had such a, so little um, 
things that were unique to Canada that you probably just thought anything that was unique <laughs> that was available everywhere else, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's just, I don't know, it's just it's just interesting to see those things, especially when you're unaware of it. Uh, uh, Skull and Bones, we've not heard from. Oh, uh, we, we did hear that they oh were like kind of redoing the game from scratch almost. Uh, so I, I'll be interested to see what we get with that. It would be kind of cool to have a more uh, a more gritty uh, Sea of Thieves type of game. Why Maybe is it that combat focused? Why is it that that game like like what happened? Like didn't wasn't it kind of like a clear vision and they showed off a bunch? Like they so showed a bunch off, was like, done. A trailer and, and and it looked pretty good. And a bunch and was so, done, right? Like it wasn't an engine. I'd imagine, yeah. So like a lot was probably done, and then it. They went to like retrofit it, and now <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows what happens with these big, uh, these big studios, right? Something, something happens. And then yeah, Far Cry Six. Uh, I'm hoping they they do some stuff that's a little more different. The last couple Far Cries have kind of been very similar. Uh, how many Far Cries have we had since five? <laughs> uh, one. Like is it no? But is this has there been how many spinoffs have there been? Because there's like there's just, a, just that one. Just oh, there has literally just been one. Jesus, it's been a while then. Because like I'm used to there being like the numeric ones. Obviously, five, six is just one. But there's usually like what was it? Primal and whatever else. Primal was after what four or? Oh, yeah. that was. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that was after five. I didn't know. No, five was the 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 one with the two like uh, they were either twins or. Oh. Uh, New Dawn. New Dawn, yeah. I beat that game four times. Oh, Jesus. Because you could only play fucking co-op, and it wouldn't advance your save, so I played literally co-op with everybody, and then I beat Mm. it on my own game, so I beat that game four fucking times. Uh, Ah. Other than that, I would hope maybe something new. Oh, Riders Republic, I guess, as well. (laughs) We'll see some more about that. I mean, I'll play that. Yeah, you, you want that, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next story here. Um, so the PS5 received its first major update. Uh, this is from IGN. So as revealed on the PlayStation blog, uh, the PS5 April update will allow players to store PS5 games on a USB expanded storage device, share gameplay across PS5 and PS4 consoles with a share play, and access a new trophy setting and stat screen. Uh, Sony notes that some games will support the ability to move only specific modes across drives. And so you may be able to move the campaign to USB storage when you're when you've completed it and keep multiplayer on your SSD. Now, first of all, so first 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 of all, this uh, was available I think day one on Xbox, was it not? Uh, I believe so. So there's a little catching up. I actually but, thought uh, this was available on PS5. I didn't realize it wasn't. Well, you could you can transfer and play PS4 games mm. on an external drive on your PS5, but you could never transfer your PS5 games. They remained on the SSD. So this finally allows you to transfer it onto the external drive. You can't play it off of there, but you could then transfer it back onto this internal drive when you need it. Do you see yourself taking uh, advantage of this, Matt, at all? Not Have myself. you run out of storage, first of all? I haven't run out of storage, no. Um, the thing is, though, Ryan, like to be blunt, is like, like I know you have slow internet, and I was in that boat not <laughs> yeah. too long ago. So I do understand storing stuff i used to store steam games on a drive and most steam games can be rediscovered or at least mostly rediscovered 
so I used to have a drive of just Steam games, and then I would just rediscover them. Um, so I definitely feel that pain. But now that I don't, I just kind of delete the game and, and reinstall it. However, with the PS5, first of all, I don't really usually have too many games on the go at once, unless I'm just like sort of dabbling on the Switch or something, uh, like on top of my other games. But in general... I don't really know of much I would play on the PS5 right now anyway to fill up my drive, to be blunt. To to be totally honest, I think the capture gallery once again is taking over my damn drive, <laughs> taking over my <laughs> damn drive. So I don't know. I games are too big now to and they're and they're live most of the time. So I don't know how people I mean, they're probably just not completionists or they're not going too far into them. But something like Outriders, like I would like to see at least the end of the story, if not the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in no rush to get there. But at the same time, like I'm not going to be installing like three more Xbox titles in the meantime. Whereas I know as a kid, I would do that. So I can see I can see the the issue for some people, but just not myself, especially with the lack of PS5 games. Well, it's funny that they kind of prioritize this when we're still waiting on the internal M.2 SSD support. I wonder how available those drives even are. Because you have to buy one of a certain certain caliber. I forget the the caliber is. I would have to imagine it would be PCIe Gen 4. I would imagine if if, if they're touting the the speeds of the actual built-in internal SSD. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's a feature that actually will benefit me with my slow internet. Is they're actually allowing you to preload upcoming game patches? That's great. So that they'll so they'll, they'll be available, you know, because like sometimes like a Fallout patch comes out and you guys are already playing it, you're having fun, you're laughing. I'm feeling left out. Well, usually we're complaining, <laughs> actually. But. Yeah, <laughs> and and I don't have the update. And it, it usually, if it's a big update, it might take like two days for me to download it. Now, obviously, I'm not downloading twenty four seven. I only download overnight. Um. But yeah, it would it could take me up to two days to actually start playing a game after it's been patched. So if I can if I can preload these patches, that would be fantastic. You know what would help uh, people in your situation, but also just in general, would it's getting a little better. But from the apps, the Xbox app and the PlayStation app, it would be better. It would be really awesome to just be able to manage your storage. And I mean live, like there are you can start downloads. Sometimes it'll tell you whether it's started. Sometimes it'll tell you if it's pending. So it's getting there, like even with the end of the PS4, it's getting mm-hmm. there where we started seeing some feedback from the console. Like, you know, you go to start a download on the on the PS4 in front of your face, like literally on the PS4. You could see the progress bar, this and that. It'd be nice to see that in the app, even if it was only updated every 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I can sure. at least like so you can manage it. Right. And you could be like, shit, like this isn't going to fit, but I'm done with bug snacks. I'm just going to delete yeah. it. And you just do that remotely. Like that would be really cool. And I don't mean remote play streaming it. I mean, just go into the app, go into the storage and like do your thing. That would be nice, to be honest. Um, Even uh, checking for updates because uh, they don't always start automatically. So exactly. it'd be nice to like when you know the updates released and you're not at home or whatever, you could just start it. Yeah, because like uh, the follow patches for me never preload or they never load even when I'm in rest, rest mode. Mm-hmm. And so I always have to check it. And it's just like, it's just, it just feels like, I understand it's easy, but it just feels ridiculous to like boot up the console and everything just to like click check for updates and then walk away. Yeah. It's just seemed like a waste of power and time. Like it's <laughs> like, yeah. it should just be able to do this from my phone. 
Uh, some other changes with this update <clears throat> include uh, uh, ways to customize when your uh, console takes images or videos when you get a trophy. So you can now, I think, you can turn that off entirely, but you can also select only capture images or video uh, whenever you see platinums or, or gold trophies. So you have more customization there. Um, also, I think they improved HDR support and 120 hertz uh, support on on like computer monitors. I think people were having trouble with some of that stuff. Uh, and a, and a small changes to the um, the game base, uh, which was <laughs> kind of confusing, uh, and it's, it's, it still looks kind of weird. But uh, they're they're fixing things up. But Matt, is there anything you'd like to see in the future uh, updates on PS Five? That uh, that game, what's it called? I know they did some improvements to it. Game base. Yeah. Is that where the friends and everything are? The friends and the party and stuff. Yeah, that that whole thing needs to be ripped out and redone. Uh, to be to be <laughs> totally blunt, uh, it's a it's I'm just to be totally blunt, horrible design. Um, hate it. Just really hate it. Uh, it's okay. We're doing this thing again where, and I'm gonna bring the first Dead Rising up, and not the remake or the redo for the next gen. I'm talking the old original Dead Rising. The damn text where the people would call you and talk to you like Otis, right? Anyone, anyone who played that game knows Otis. It was too damn small. That game is too damn small. The goddamn UI for that game is so small. I couldn't, you can't read it on a standard definition TV. And like, not everybody had HD TVs when, when the 360 came out. And that was like launch window. Oh yeah. That fucking game. You couldn't read what he was saying. Oh, thanks Otis. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you said. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't hear you and I can't read it. So I guess we're just fucked then. Like, the zombies are just going to find me. They're going to kill me. It's all thanks to Otis. So like, okay, that game plus the original Black Ops made me go from tube TV to HGTV. The game base is, or the game, what's it called again? Game base, yes. God, see, that's dumb too. It's not the <laughs> game base. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the game base. Like, it is, it's but it is. It's the base where you get your friends together to play games. It's the game base. Oh, God. Anyway, the point of the matter is, okay, why does it open up in a window that doesn't fill at least half the screen or or more of the screen? Because this thing is used for messaging, this, that, and the other thing, and everything takes an extra step than it should. Yeah. You want to send somebody, It's it's like... Uh, Ryan sends us a picture into the Fallout 76 chat because we have one where it's just all Fallout 76 stuff. So we click in there and then it says, do you want to view the messages or send a quick message? The quick messages are fucking horrible. No one's going to use them under ver- unless you do something very, very specific. There's like three of them, I think, Ryan, you tested. It was like, hi, something else or something else. Really, really like useless. So then you got to click view messages and then it takes over the whole screen, opens up a whole goddamn app. Yeah. N- now, you can go back to the game and this and that. It's not going to close your game. But the point of the matter is, like, I'm okay with it being a pop-out, but it should be, like, a pop-out that grows in real estate on the screen appropriately, but doesn't actually, like, t- pull you out of the game. Like, it still should be in there. Quick responses, dump them. <whistles> out in the garbage. And also, I, they, I'm glad for this update, the friends and the parties are in two separate tabs. Before it was like, I want to see if Marty's online. No one's in my two parties because they're at the top of the game base. Good thing the game base is just a vertical list. I guess I got to go all the <laughs> yeah. way down to find my yeah. friends. Like, yeah, come on. Bad, yeah. So and, and sometimes I pull my damn phone out because yeah. it was faster. I just remembered how dumb it is that <laughs> our main uh, our main group of friends 
isn't it isn't a group called Max Rebo Band? <laughs> <laughs> it's got his picture on there. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> All right, Tim, comments on the PS5 uh, update? The only thing that I have to add is that um I was trying to play Remnant from the Ashes, which was like a free game last month. Uh, with two friends because it's the very rare to find three player multiplayer game um and one of us was playing on ps5 the other two on ps4 and the guy on the ps5 could not join the game if we were um if one of the ps4s was hosting because he would go to our profile and there just was no option to to join game um he couldn't like go to our profile go to overview click game like game activity and then click join it just wasn't an option because the ps5's ui is different than the ps4 obviously um and he couldn't send us an invite either but we could go to his profile on the ps4 ui and go to you uh overview go to game activity click join game on him but there was no like joining or inviting uh cross-platform for that game but apparently now with this invite uh multiplayer crossplay has become a little more intuitive and actual yes. like actually functionable functionable functioning and uh usable um with the added uh options to the settings menu or whatever on the PS5 you can now choose to like allow uh people to like join your game and you can send invites and stuff. It's stupid that it even needed to be an update, but at least they did it instead of just leaving it. Because, like, Jesus, you'd think well, that I think- playing games and inviting players to your games that you can... If you've got one of the selling features of the PS5 is that it's backwards compatible with PS4, people are going to be playing multiplayer games, man. How can you... How is that an oversight? I don't know. It's just a minor gripe that I had that I was just like, thank God we had this issue and it's immediately been rectified. <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think they kind of started from scratch with the whole OS of the PS5, and I think that's led them to overlook things and kind of miss or, or not include some of the stuff that we had on the PS4, which seems weird. Like Xbox was pretty much the same thing. Like I, it doesn't even feel like you have a new console with Xbox because like the, the OS is the same. So, but it has all the things you want, you know. You know what's interesting about all this too is. It's kind of like the similar situation of the Xbox app, where the Xbox app on the phone used to have achievements and all that, and then they updated it to the new UI, and it just doesn't have achievements in there. Mm-hmm. It's like this new type of rolling things out where even if the feature existed before, they seem to pull features out for months, if not years sometimes, and then slowly roll them in when they had it done before. I understand yeah. it's not easy to move it over, but I mean, you should probably... Should probably have it there. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, PS5 broke another huge US sales record. This comes from IGN. In its first five months on the market, the PlayStation 5 has become the fastest selling console in US history in both unit and dollar sales. As revealed by the NPD Group's Matt uh, Piscatella, this news arrives one month after the PS5 became the fastest selling console in US history in dollar sales. Which is uh, also, insane to think, given how like kind of hard they are to even find. Which yeah, it's it's almost like who is who's buying these to make it record breaking when you literally Robots, don't see them for sale. The bots, the scalpers. So every single PS5 that probably enters the US is just immediately sold. Immediately sold. Hot damn. Pretty wild to think. Imagine yeah. being Sony, just knowing 
without <laughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt, there will be no warehouses sitting with PS5s in them. <laughs> Every unit you make is sold. Wild to think. And there's a couple of like trackers on Twitter and they'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, there's like there's PS5s at Best Buy. Yeah, and like an hour later, yeah. hour later, it'll be like sold out. Yep. You know. Yep. So it's, it's craziness. Uh, but video games as a whole is also up. March video game hardware sales, uh, dollar sales as a whole, were, were 47% higher than they were in last March <clears throat> and uh, set a March record of $680 million. Year to date, hardware spending has totaled $1.4 billion. Man, I'm going to feel also bad an increase for 81%. I'm going to feel bad for the industry people being like, all right, how do we improve year over year? Like, once people like. <laughs> aren't being forced to stay inside and play video games because of the pandemic and like stay home orders and stuff going on. Well, we're down uh, 600% from last year. How do we catch up? <laughs> well, Jim, we don't because people aren't <laughs> stuck at home anymore. <laughs> I can see it not being that bad when, when things go back to normal. I don't think it's going to be that big of a shock to the, the game industry because it was growing prior to this, right? I mean, uh, at, at the a very least, decent rate. Yeah. And like at the very least, like it's not to say that everybody who suddenly took up gaming because of the pandemic is also going to drop it. Like, yeah, there are, there will be those that'll do that, but also people are like, we'll have found a, a newfound hobby, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, an expensive hobby. I, uh, I may point out expensive for sure. Uh, it, but, but not the, the most is, expensive. I'm about to say, like, no, not the if, most, you, no. if you're into cars or boats, it's like, I need this tail light. Good. Well, have that's going to be $900. To, have you ever been to a golf town? Uh, I haven't. There is nothing in that store that's like less than $150. <laughs> like everything. I mean everything. The caddies, the everything in that in that goddamn store is so expensive. You can buy like a ball washer that clips onto the side of your <laughs> your freaking club bag. I don't know what what do you call it? Golf bag, I guess. I don't play sports. Um that's like fucking $160. Like it's Holy ridiculous. Crap. It washes your damn balls like well, I'm gonna have a nice does. clean one and fucking hit hit the ball right in the rough. <laughs> nice on. <laughs> I do love I do love PGA Tour games, and I'll just continue doing that rather than go to Golf Town. <laughs> it's uh, I imagine for you in the long run. <laughs> I imagine the Xbox is doing pretty well as well. Now, I haven't heard any sales numbers yet, um, but I imagine they're selling out just as as equally as as PlayStation is because. I don't, I don't think you can find any of those. Combine this with the chip shortage that's going on right now. You know, so. Is that? I, I haven't looked this up, actually. Is that chip shortage COVID? Is it manufacturing? Like, what is, like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the exact cause either. I don't know. Like, maybe just more demand? Like, who knows? Like, I, I mean, we might. Humans may. I don't. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> the I the feel story like might be out there. I just haven't looked it up, but. Just thinking about it, I feel like it can't be COVID because we've been dealing with this for over a year now. I feel like they might have found solutions to increase supply. So maybe it's something else, but it it could be COVID as well. You know, yeah, it could have been like they ran out of like the stock they had. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean, someone knows. I, I <laughs> someone hope. someone does know. Uh, I just don't know myself. Uh, next story here: Epic Games will lose over three hundred million dollars on Epic Games Store exclusives. And uh, this is from PC Gamer. Uh, to take on Steam, Epic Games has spent the past two years shoveling Fortnite money into the Epic Games Store, making over 100 exclusivity deals and giving away free games every week. Uh, we knew Epic was spending a lot of cash to get customers onto its stores. 
but didn't have many specifics until now. Thanks to Epic's big legal fight with Apple, we learned this week that Epic committed around $444 million to Epic Game Store exclusivity deals in 2020 alone. So obviously, they're doing this to try to take on Steam, not necessarily mm. Apple. Um, and that's a that's a big giant to try to lure people say. away from. <laughs> uh, but, the thing is, though, is, okay, I mean, this might sound ridiculous, but we just talked about Call of Duty Mobile making $10 billion. This is $300 yeah. Million. yeah. So also, tech companies are kind of famous for, especially now, Tech, tech companies are kind of famous for paying $2 to receive a $1 client. They're all focused on growth. And then all they and that kind of goes for startups, too. And then they use the growth as a number to sell to an investor, which then pays them money to go get more clients, to go get bigger investors. That's sort of how a lot of tech companies and a lot of tech startups work. Because think about Snapchat. Uh, at least a few years ago, and it might still be true, they never turned a profit. And Twitter just recently started turning a profit within the last couple of years, despite Twitter being so popular as to being like having handles listed on the news and all the rest of it. So that's kind of how tech companies work now. I believe also Amazon just started turning a profit within the last like five years or so. I think the thing is, I don't know, like, because I don't run a big company, but I would assume maybe the mentality is, you know, why have money in the bank? Let's just keep trying new things. Maybe that's the mentality. I really because don't know. You're investing in growth later on, right? Yeah. So you, need to, yeah. you need to build up the company to then make an actual profit at some point. Yeah. Like even, it, even Tesla was like operating on losses for, for most of its life. And it only started pr- turning profit in the last couple of years. And something like Amazon, so for example, trying the Fire Phone. I mean, oh, trying yeah. the Fire Phone <laughs> back then and having it fail. Yeah, sure, that's a big loss. But it, had they tried it today, it would have been even more money to get into it. Yeah. So, well, plus, right? It's it's also the cost of learning what does and doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they tried it and they realized, oh, this doesn't work right now. Maybe later, but we can't we can't do this right now. And that's you know a valuable lesson learned. For them, so, anyway, I guess. I don't know. It's just all trial and error. This uh, $444 million was spent on minimum guarantees for games that release on the Epic Game Store but stay off of Steam for a year. Ooh. A minimum guarantee is just another way to refer to an advance. It means that Epic guarantees the publisher a certain amount of money whether or not their game actually sells enough to cover it. For example, Epic put down $10.45 million for control. I don't know if it's just like a me thing, but oftentimes I find if something is like blatantly trying to be an exclusive for the express purpose of like denying it to another platform, which at the end of the day is usually only works out to be an inconvenience for the consumer because it's like, oh, well, now I have to download your new launcher or whatever, or I have to go to your store. It's like now I need multiple things installed and instead of just keeping everything all organized in one nice library for myself that makes me less likely to buy from them because i'm like well if you're trying to be a dick so this other company doesn't make money and therefore making it more inconvenient for me to have to like download multiple launchers just to be able to play you know a couple different games yeah no i'm out i'm just going to go with the one that's most convenient for me 
And I don't know if that's like a thing that most people do, but I don't know. I see people like talking about gaming in a lot of different conversations at all times. And it seems to me that most people are okay with having eight different game launchers installed on a computer. And I'm just like, no, why would I want to do that? It's so inconvenient. I I have no problem with having multiple launchers except for GOG for some reason. I don't want to own games on GOG. And I'm not sure why that is. It's just how I feel. Uh, I, I, I don't mind GOG. Um, they do I, have good sales every now and then. Yeah, like I think I'm... I'm only there for GOG on stuff that only they sell or that they're they have really big on sale. I'm also okay with having multiple launchers. Like I, I do find it annoying and I agree with you, Tim, in the convenience aspect, but I'm also a person where I think actually like we had this discussion possibly on the podcast, maybe uh years ago, where I think you, Ryan, were mentioning that Tomb Raider was gonna be an Xbox time exclusive and you were complaining oh, about yeah. that, and you weren't gonna buy it on Xbox, even though you had an Xbox One. And at the time, I think I was playing Dead Rising 3 or something like that. And Adriana was like, well, Matt, if like they became like you're, you're playing this on PlayStation, if or you're playing this on Xbox, if the next Dead Rising and you want it and it comes out on PlayStation only, what are you going to do? And I was just like, oh, I'll just play it on PlayStation. Like, it just doesn't bother me too much. Like, I get it, but I'll just kind of go wherever it is. Like, I find getting it when I want it to be the more convenient over the launchers, but I get it. Like I get waiting, but I'm just, I just don't care enough. <laughs> well, my, 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 my problem with the, the Tomb Raider thing was that the first game launched on all the consoles and then Xbox stole the sequel away. Right. That just didn't sit well with me. I don't care if, if I, I wouldn't mind if Xbox bought the rights to Tomb Raider and, and published all the Tomb Raider games going forward. Uh, uh, Right. But it's just that they took the sequel away from from the console I played the first game on. Would you have been pissed if if they took Tomb Raider like right then and there? So that Tomb Raider, whatever the I think it was the second one, the second Tomb Raider was being made, and they like you just said made like took all the rights, like they bought the company, they bought the company, yeah. and then they said that's it, everything, everything, including that second Tomb Raider is going to be Xbox exclusive. Would you have not played it? No, I, I think I would actually have uh, cared less if that was the case. If they just bought the entire franchise, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, now I play it on Xbox, right? Like the same thing with Bethesda. Like I'm a, I'm a PlayStation fan at heart, right? I would prefer to play uh, my Bethesda games on PlayStation, even though they don't always run the the best, right? But now that now that Microsoft bought Bethesda, it's just okay. I'll play them on Xbox now. You know, it was just the fact that they just bought that one game. Mm-hmm. And took it away from Sony. It felt very anti. Like if you're a PlayStation uh, player, screw you. You know, buy our buy our Xbox to play our uh, this game that uh, that you already started. Essentially, you know. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I don't know how true this is too. Like, I kind of see memes about this. So whether it's just a joke or whatever it is, but I do see. I have seen a few memes this week where it says like the PlayStation fanboys will love it when Sony takes. Sony takes over and like it makes something exclusive. And then when Xbox does it uh, or PC does it, which is usually just Xbox, then like people freak out. I don't know how true that is. Um, like, would you have been pissed? Would you have been pissed if they took it to PlayStation only? Like if, if PlayStation purchased that license, would you have waited until it was available on all the consoles? If if I'm being honest, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I would not have cared as much. See, that's interesting. 
that just sounds like a comment written by a, a bitter Microsoft fan. Like, <laughs> the, it would it would have been the same thing if Sony had done that. Like, you're gonna get just as many salty Xbox people complaining mm-hmm. about Sony exclusivity as you're gonna get salty Sony fans per- like whining about Microsoft purchasing exclusivity. Like, it, you're always gonna see those complainers. It's not like <laughs> there's always going to be those people. It's not like oh, this group of people is always complaining. That's not. It's not how life works. I think people like to lump all those people into. They are the opposition because I disagree with them. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just didn't like that it was mid franchise. I think that's what it boils down to. Well, how how because if 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 they bought the exclusive to some brand new game from a Mm -hmm. from a studio I liked, like like they did with um, Fuse, which was from Insomniac, when Insomniac went uh, multi platform and, and was no longer exclusive to Sony. Right, they went and made Fuse. I don't care about that. I don't care that they got Fuse, whether it was a good game or not. You know, it wasn't a game I was I was attached to. What about but because I was something... attached to Tomb Raider and they they took the sequel away, from, even though I could have played it on the Xbox. It was more of a I didn't like the business strategy behind it. But Tomb Raider was released sort of as a I don't know what you'd call it, but sort of a rapid fire trilogy where game comes out a few years, game comes out a few years, game comes out. Right, it's not like sure. game comes out two decades or a decade or something. Uh, and then a game, no, no, the second game comes out. What would you say about the? And this might open up a whole other debate, but like, what would you say about the the potential of Elder Scrolls becoming just Xbox? Because I'm, I'm realistically, the other like the last Elder Scrolls game was on the PS3. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine with that because they bought Bethesda. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't taking a single game away and saying you must play. Uh, you must buy an Xbox to play this game. They they bought the company. That's just how it works, you know. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. It's it's a little gray, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, because it's almost like you're like just you personally are like policing their business practices more than what's actually happening. Because the same result is there. You know what I mean? Like like the Xbox or it being exclusive on Xbox and you wanting to play it on launch day. Yes, it was a timed exclusive, but if you want to play on launch day, you know, it's the same thing as if they bought the whole Tomb Raider series. It's just on Xbox on that launch day. The same situation otherwise. You could have waited, and that's what you did. I think I think what I'm saying though is like it's more the commitment. If you bought the entire if you bought Square Enix or if you if you bought the rights to Tomb Raider somehow, right? It's like you're all in and you're saying, We want this on our platform. Here it was like we made some deals behind the scenes where we'd give Square Enix more money for the second Tomb Raider to have for it on this our one particular title, yeah, versus yeah, the and, entire series, and that that's where I kind of got upset about, and and particularly the people who don't have an Xbox who might like Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of a little a little jab at them. I felt um, it really but. is. It's like not everybody can afford another console. Mm-hmm. It's like so. What if this person who doesn't really play video games all that much? really just wanted to play Tomb Raider because they had played the old ones back in the day on like the PS2. And so they had, you know, they they bought their friend's old dusty PS4 or whatever. And they're like, all right, I'm going to play these new Tomb Raider games. They're great. And then all of a sudden, you know, this one game that they play, they don't get the chance to play it now because of some grubby money deal, which like is always going to happen in every industry ever for all time. Because people are always, the consumer is always going to get fucked over by shady backroom deals for more money grubbing people to hang like you know 
cheekily wring their hands together and go, yeah, it's perfect that we've got more <laughs> enforced people to, to buy our platform for a full year. And they're all just, you know, jerking each other off with $100 bills. But, you know, at the end of the day, there just seems to be a continuing theme of the consumer never wins in these scenarios. They can pretend like they're doing it for the consumer or they can say, oh, you know, the reason we did it is really in the consumer's best interest because Xbox is truly the best place to play video games. So why wouldn't you? I don't know. It's just like it's all ego. It's all money. It's all people just fucking making deals to fuck other business people over. It's just it's so blatantly scummy that it's it's hard to look at it and go, yeah, that's that's OK. I do. I do think Xbox is a lot more consumer friendly nowadays, you know. Yeah, they were first, maybe, to enable crossplay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for Early. certain titles, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, here, just want to read the last paragraph in the story, and then we'll move on. Um, in its end of year report, Epic said that players spent seven hundred million dollars on the Epic Game Store in twenty twenty, <laughs> but third party game sales only accounted for two hundred and sixty five million of that spending. That four hundred and forty four million dollars in advances to third party devs isn't close to being recouped then. Some of those deals must be for exclusives releasing in the future, but according to Apple's learnings, Epic is going to eat at least $330 million in unrecouped costs uh, for minimum guarantees alone if you also consider 2019's deals. You know, this. So if you're, if you're, if you're wondering why, why it's Apple's learnings, it's because this is part of that Epic, Epic versus Apple uh, court case. And Apple is trying to kind of make the case that uh, Epic's game store is not making money. Right. You know, I know this is unrelated, kind of, but also related is we're talking about a full, like, Epic Game Store being only $700 million. I brought up before Call of Duty Mobile making $10 billion. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking the other day about an old game company, a pioneering game company like Sega or Atari. I think we were specifically talking about Atari coming back. Mm -hmm. And I made the comment, like, you know, if they really need money, they should just pay a, in a, a mobile dev or get mobile developers on a team and just make a killer mobile game and just make 500 million which is a which is like a penny to to cod mobile because obviously cod mobile is a whole thing now yeah there's risk in there and only some games make money this and that and the other thing but look at this this is a this is a store for games 700 million not even 1 billion like mobile games are going crazy I will say COD Mobile's microtransactions and, and purchasing systems are kind of dirty. Everything is is literally a lottery. And so you're never guaranteed mm -hmm. the item you want. And, and, and that I think that's why it rakes in so much cash. <sighs> that's what I mean by like imagine, okay, like Atari's in, I don't know, let's just say Atari's in trouble. What do we do? Mm -hmm. Make a half decent mobile game, make 500 million. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Obviously, that sounds really easy, but we're also talking about a big game company, too. So, yeah, I, I just I would just love to see Atari kind of come back and, and kind of make some AAA games or something. I think that would be really cool with with I know, I know the it's a lot of, hard work, of, of the mobile game money, though. They could if they, they could they make could even, something, you know, they could even start with like releasing their old titles on mobile. A lot of those could be played on mobile. Actually, there's a few Atari games on the Tesla <clears throat> that you can actually play. There you go. <laughs> um, so my favorite I, I, platform to play on is electric yeah. car. I just like the idea of Atari being like that first console like manufacturer. I just kind of want them to come back in some way. Sometimes the old guard has to step aside for the new. <laughs> no, I know. Youngins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I right. see the day where like Sony and Microsoft are the old 
old blood that gets moved out by some by intelligent yeah some young i mean it, it, it very well could with um with uh, amazon getting into streaming yeah um you know so just some knows? random like small scandinavian company that like offers some insane streaming service and you're like how do they do it and they have some mm-hmm. like unique selling feature that you know just wipes out all the other competition because the value proposition is just insane yeah uh next story here this kind of has to do with the gpu uh, or, or rather uh chip shortage in the world nvidia warns that the great gpu short- <laughs> no that didn't notice that they put the great gpu short- shortage <laughs> <laughs> will continue throughout 2021 this comes from the verge uh this is from nvidia cfo colette cress who says we expect demand to continue to exceed supply for much of this year this was said on an investor's call earlier, earlier this week so this means that the difficulties of finding a new 30 series gpu will likely continue possibly into 2022 nvidia previously warned the supplies uh, would likely remain lean through its fiscal q1 and now that we're approaching that milestone end of april it's clear that the supply hasn't improved significantly to meet demand. NVIDIA does note that despite the issues, supply should still increase as 2021 progresses. And they said we are uh, we will likely we will see supply continue to increase throughout this quarter as well as throughout the uh, the year. So this obviously isn't ending anytime soon. Uh, this is this is being hit on multiple fronts of the crypto mining surge and the short shortage on uh, processors. How uh, how bad is the guy says last time? How bad is the market for buying like last gen or or, or something like that? I think we looked it up and it was bad. <laughs> it was it was still expensive to buy that stuff. Well, it's going to uh, be made s- worse, right? Because the shortage of current gen is going to force people to previous gen, thinking they can get it for cheaper, and then there's some market there too. I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, got to buy uh, the pre-built. It- I do. I have heard some programs that are like trying to make sure that these cards get to actual gamers and not crypto miners. You know, there's a lottery uh, system at Newegg. I want to say, yeah, might have been Newegg. I saw someone like say that they didn't get picked, and they showed like a screenshot on Twitter for a thirty ninety. I believe it was. So, I, lottery system's kind of cool idea, I guess. It's a shame that we have to fucking turn to something like that. Yeah, because the methods of getting one normally is just not again just not consumer friendly because everyone is just going to take advantage of a situation that they can take advantage of you know what's interesting though is like i'm surprised that there's no you know how like if you need to buy something on mass you would go to like a supplier and you would no longer buy from consumer i'm surprised that nvidia doesn't see this and go i realize there's a chip shortage now but like there's been these shortages before without a chip shortage and Surprised that they haven't been like, you know what? We should open up like a like a, a center for this where if you need a bunch of cards rather than use all these fucking bots and shit, like just call this number, put an order in and we'll literally make sure those are made on the assembly line. Like these 100 or like a commercial order, like a like a fucking store would, you know, rather than these people going through consumer channels like these guys are now enthusiast grade or well, whatever. I- I guess that that's kind of how the uh, the pre builds work because you can get a pre built with like with twenty seventies or twenty eighties or Correct. sorry thirty thirty eighties in them yeah for like two thousand dollars for the entire computer system correct right uh, so they obviously have access to OEM like versions of these uh, you're you're saying like maybe set up a system so that the miners can actually yeah do like, that as well like minimum ten card order like make it fair minimum ten card order you put it in whether we have it in stock or not 
for sure your order will be processed in due time. You have a, a, a consumer level, like these go to Newegg and shit, whatever. So you have a consumer stream where you put 50% of the cards or whatever it is, and another 50% go to this consumer thing. And then there's no like BS that's just, I mean, I realize that people will probably still take advantage, but like it, like if you're not in a super, super, super big hurry and you're just trying to like add to your mining rig, then it's reasonable. Then it's like, yep, uh, we did the, we did this with actually with the toilet paper shortage. We ordered at oh, the yeah. <laughs> commercial level. They told us it would be done in 30 days. It's like, okay, fair enough. We ordered two big commercial packs so we didn't have to keep going to the store. And that was it. And then that way it was like, we're not taking it from the fucking store. We're not rushing in everywhere, going out more than we should be. And we're getting a lot of toilet paper. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but welcome to 2020 and 2021. So like, <laughs> but like, that's like the fair way to do it. Put the order in. They're like, hey, this will be, this will be made. Like literally, probably the toilet paper literally made in a month and we'll ship it to you. Done. Easy enough. Although I I feel like that only helps the crypto miners when they're trying to help the gamers and just or, or prosumers. Well, right? no, no. What I'm saying is is that you need to have the miners moved into the OEM channel, right? And so there's still those two channels. If that would even fucking help, I don't. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because I don't know how big of a rush these people are in. But like, it's just it'd be nice to be able to order ten cards. You pay a premium or whatever, or minimum ten card order, like I said, and then you just. They just okay. We'll make we'll make sure the factory makes an extra ten. Yeah. Now I I don't I obviously don't need a a thirty eighty, but I was planning on kind of getting one just as I kind of slowly upgrade my PC. But I think I might just have to wait until the next gen versions. You know. Honestly, going like which is probably better for me actually. Like I mean I know that you like I mean you've been taking up fucking PC gaming like crazy, Ryan. You're overclocking. You're testing shit, changing <laughs> voltages. Like, I'm supposed to be the computer guy, and I'm like, I'm not fucking touching my voltage. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm just one of those people. Um, I'm using a freaking te- almost 10-year-old computer to the side of me here. And, like, the best thing I've ever done is just be like, eh, I'll just buy a laptop, buy a warranty for it. And if it breaks, I'll just call them up, and they'll better fix it. If they don't, I'll buy another one. <laughs> like, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but I'm just, like, at that point where I'm like, you know what? I mess with computers and stuff enough. I don't need to be messing with my own. Like, I just I just do – I don't care anymore. <laughs> Although that's a, that's an interesting point too. Are, is there a shortage on on the gaming laptops as well? Oh, like, could people that's just a buy version. a gaming laptop because they they perform decently well. They perform uh, and they well, have like, like really good. They have like thirty seven seventies in them and stuff. So I have a twenty laptops of year and a half old, I think, and uh, twenty seventy in it. Yeah. So hopefully things uh, do turn better uh, come the end of this year and into the next. But uh, I kind of feel like it probably won't. Isn't there a limit to the amount of um, Bitcoin that you can actually get? Like, isn't there a set amount in the mm-hmm. world? Yeah, there's going. There, I think it so runs out. If what happens when they mine it all? Whether there's been changes to Bitcoin, though. Like, I mean, I, I watched a documentary back when it was like a couple. Did the guy years, say he would never out, increase out for a couple of years? Well, that's the thing. I think it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like money where you print more. Right. Um. Now the thing is, though, is new currencies come out. Dogecoin prime example stuff ethereum. like that ethereum ethereum is also pretty big though now like yeah so there's like always these new coin kodak coin if that's still a thing strange, i'm realizing i have strange. a fundamental lack of understanding about like what cryptocurrency even is and like how it works and like like i never would have thought that like you the bitcoin will run out you know like mm-hmm. i just figured it's just like software but you know i just i don't i don't know anything about you it. have to you have to create a, a demand for it right it's sort of like the nfts and, yeah and well, it's like what what drives that demand 
like why why is it desirable right how do you get bitcoin off the ground when you just say oh yeah this thing is worth this and people are like why i was like oh it just it just is <laughs> so, i guess it's, it's the allure of like an un, un untraceable uh currency unregulated currency right i know no, it's pretty no big in, 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 in black markets as well yeah and i think that was probably the allure and then plus if you make it it's kind of like diamonds where diamonds aren't rare in the world they're expensive mm-hmm. because a company owns all the diamonds and slowly it, releases yeah. them. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's kind of what's what happened here. It's a false, uh, uh, false um, rarity, I guess, of, of uh, cryptocurrencies. All right, our final story: uh, Resident Evil Four re- VR remake is launching on Oculus Quest Two. This comes from The Verge. So, Resident Evil 4's VR remake will be a collaboration between series publisher Capcom, uh, Oculus parent company Facebook, and the independent studio Armature. Uh, while Capcom didn't offer much detail, some early footage shows a first-person adaptation of the classic third-person shooter. Uh, Capcom announces its uh, this news during a Resident Evil showcase. Um, but Tim, you you kind of brought up a point about uh, this being exclusive on Oculus Quest. Now, obviously, it was made in partnership with Facebook, but uh, you were you're kind of worried about uh, exclusivity being a a bit of a threat to the growth of of VR. Well, it's just like yeah, I've seen other people commenting online and stuff and then bringing up the fact that like vr is already a bit of a finicky market like it's it's hard to get into because it's a high bar of entry with a cost and you know you have to have the space to be able to set it up and things like that and and some companies do make it a little bit more accessible like like playstation vr is probably among the cheapest that you can get and it's like okay it's like pretty good but it's not like it's far from the best vr technology out there for sure you definitely need to have a bit more of a powerful like PC rig and some. Pretty... You can't. You can't. You can't find graphics cards right now. Either. And you can't even find <laughs> graphics cards anyway to be able to run it. So what does it even matter? It's like you can buy the hardware, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to run <laughs> anything if you don't have a PC that can handle it. So like, but the problem is, it's like, why would you shoot yourself in the foot? Why wouldn't you try to make your your software as viable on as many platforms as possible? Not only to help like boost your own sales, but also to help boost the I guess what you would consider like the the VR economy, like why I get that it's Facebook and Facebook it has a long history of basically being like fuck you and then some. But if you if you want to try to invest in this technology and and encourage people to buy yours, shouldn't the value proposition there be that you know we have the platform that the most games work on? Or something like that. Like it doesn't even work on the original Oculus. It only works on this. This <laughs> game is is exclusive to the Oculus too, and it's like the first Oculus only came out how many years ago? Not that long ago, for sure. And I'm you know, granted the technology for VR, uh, you know, hardware and software has undoubtedly gone through leaps and bounds. Undoubtedly, in the short amount of time that it's even really been considered like commercially um, available, but like. I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense to me. Why shoot yourself in the foot? I also don't want... <laughs> if I had to choose an, a, a VR headset, I don't want the Facebook one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. If I could pick any one, I I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I, Even though I, I think I think it's probably the best one, or at least the most accessible one. But the fact I, that it's tied to Facebook, I just don't yeah, like... I haven't looked into it enough myself, personally, because I... I have I get really bad motion sickness from VR mm. and I feel like I would possibly 
Um, not if the technology was better. But or like better stands, refresh rate or something. Yeah, exactly. Like if the frame rate's a little bit higher, if the uh, the latency is a little bit better, etc. You know, you might need that four thousand dollar Apple VR headset. <laughs> Good God! If that's what it takes, I mean, yeah, no. I'm gonna sit down here on my pleb status. You guys have fun. You know what's interesting is uh, Victor Lucas actually was talking about something similar months ago and. And just just from memory, he was saying that, like, if they want VR to take off because VR is such an investment, even beyond a console in most cases, because it's such an investment, it makes sense that these ecosystems are sort of like separating. But it also doesn't make sense to the consumer that they're separating because it's not like a PlayStation or an Xbox is expensive enough, but not as expensive as to be ridiculous to have both. But it would be it would feel to me ridiculous to have an Oculus 2 and a Vive. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, Jesus, like why you, mm-hmm. you know, why you guys all these like, VR setups? Yeah, um, people thought that the console wars are bad enough between PlayStation and Xbox and like Nintendo. Now split it up between like four companies just doing one gimmicky VR thing. Yeah, and and like new, like you're right, Tim. Like you're right on that, Tim, is like, and new tech too. It's not like these companies came together, fostered a huge VR community that was, you know, rivaling the co- the people that would use consoles, like traditional consoles. And then they said, okay, now we'll split up and start being super competitive with each other, which is sort of, I guess, the natural progression of things. But it's sort of like, this is niche as it sits. And you're like yeah. taking a niche and cutting it in half or, or fourths even. Like, what's going on here? Although I suppose on the flip side, the one silver lining out of it is that it does kind of remind me of the early days of video games where, like, there weren't any established rules yet, right? Mm -hmm. Video gaming was, as a hobby, was considered to be a pretty niche hobby. And, like, you've got Nintendo, and you've got Intellivision, and you've got ColecoVision, and you've got Atari, and you've got Sega, and you've got, you know, all these companies just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And, I mean, I guess it's not quite to that degree because, you know, obviously games as a hobby is extremely well established now, but like, I don't know. It makes me, it it does give me hope for VR that maybe if we get a bunch of different companies into it and investing into it pretty significantly, you know, that's how you drive the industry forward is you, you sort of compete amongst one another. But unfortunately, because video gaming is so huge now, the only way that companies know how to compete against each other anymore is to make their games exclusive and just deny uh, other companies people's time and people's money by saying, no, fuck them, come to us. And you know what's crazy about that even too is, you know, some of these games are on launchers and maybe launcher specific. Like here's Half-Life Alex. Under the VR support, it's pretty cool. They have a play area where it says you can play it seated, sitting down or sorry, seated standing or room scale they allow tracked motion controllers under input here's the headsets it's compatible with valve index htc vive oculus rift and windows mixed reality now you have to also throw in there that this is also on steam so imagine you you now enter the realm of the headsets are fighting and the the which we just talked about with epic and the launchers are fighting what if, like, Epic is only Oculus? Like, what if there's, like, this net, like, this web of, like, Epic games that are VR only work on Oculus because of but this? only with this headset. Like, only it's on just this like, launcher. holy fuck, guys. Like, 
And if you play this game with this headset on this launcher, you'll have this issue, but only if you run it at this resolution at this frame rate. Like it's yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's too it's much. An absolute, it's an absolute nightmare. I I think due to this VR is doomed to only ever be a niche that hardly ever grows. Now, whether that's being pessimistic, but I've also heard like nothing out of it. That's like huge. Like Half-Life Alex is like the big thing I've heard recently. Yeah. I don't I think, you I know, really hear much about it every day. It just needs more time. I remember the first time that I really like used a VR headset, like for the first time, a proper commercially available VR headset was actually like one that, worked with your like phone like i think it was one that samsung developed and i was working at a tech store at the time and we had a tech demo to like oh, show Gear customers VR. yeah and it was uh you, you put your you put your phone in it and we had a store demo to try to like help sell phones to people and um you basically like you sat in a cockpit it wasn't like a game per se it was more just like a vr experience mm-hmm. where you basically watch like a video um but you got to like look around wherever you wanted to and stuff like that. And then it would just go and it was sort of like being on a roller coaster. Like you're just going along the rails of this cockpit. That's like of a spaceship. It's flying around space. You get to look around, you get to look up and down and around you and look at the bigger spaceships that you're flying around. And that was the first time that I like really saw a good VR experience. That was pretty much as close to one to one as I'd ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is going to be so awesome in 10 years because it's like, it's cool that they're sort of investing into it now, but like this is just barely scratching the surface of the potential here. And I can't wait to see what's different here in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and also like, like even, even with that half like Alex thing too, like something like windows mixed reality goes beyond gaming too. Like there's, there's like a future that's imagined where instead of you having, a monitor, a keyboard, and all the rest of it at your desk, or even just like the monitor, what, however the 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 setup will be, you will just pick up a headset and put it on your head at your desk, and mm-hmm. then you'll just have like your if you need three monitors, you just put three monitors in your VR, and you like use Windows on three three digital monitors rather than having to purchase a whole bunch of monitors. You just have that one device that kind of handles that, uh, and then I would assume most people would still want a physical keyboard and such, but still, like the. The use case of VR definitely goes beyond gaming. So, like, we'll definitely see that expand yeah, as well. Yeah, just the accessibility features as well is, like, so heartening. And, like, seeing how different um, gaming technologies are being used and supported by, like, major companies like Microsoft and stuff like that. It gives me hope that, like, you know, one of my biggest fears in life is, like, that, you know, I'm going to lose my dexterity as I get older and I won't be able to play, like, video games anymore but at that same time when i'm like 60 years old we're also going to have headsets that you just put on and you can control video games with your mind so like oh yeah it's going to be it it gives me hope that i'm (laughs) not gonna have to give up one of my the one of the most major hobbies of my entire life yeah i mean it's a good point like i mean because even with microsoft having the accessibility controller and this and that like that compile or that uh connected with like a mixed reality headset, if that's possible now or later, like sky's the limit, really. Because like, I mean, the I'm sure the accessibility control will get even like they'll probably have a V2 of it or whatever, and those de- there'll definitely be more versions of the mixed reality stuff. 
if it does well. So yeah, I mean, sky's the limit for accessibility, but also for just new experiences too. Like it'd be, it, it's going to be interesting that way. It just, I think you're right. Like it's not quite at that level where like gaming media has to cover it every day. Like it, like, like they do everything else. Mm-hmm. So soon though, hopefully. I'd say it's so hard to imagine where we'll be in 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, I mean, hopefully we'll still be alive then. (laughs) Look at 20, Um, 30 years in the past, right? Yeah. 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 So crazy. All right. uh, That's all we got. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Uh, You can find Tim over there on the Twitch Monday through Thursday. Twitch.tv slash yeah that figures typically around 9.30-ish EST. Still working through Oblivion. I'm almost done though. Pretty much just finishing up the main story now. And then I think I'm going to dip into the Shivering Isles. So I'm probably going to do a bunch of the uh, content in the Shivering Isles DLC. Which I've never really given like a 100% dedicated like I'm doing everything that I can find here. So that's going to be fun. Um, but then after that I think I'm going to be uh, not too far off from starting up something different so tune in for that that's great and you can find us kicking ace on the sea of thieves on wednesdays around eight ish at uh, twitch.tv slash day one patch media hell yeah and until then take care of yourselves and drink a whole lot of water oh water's so good oh man oh man i love like water that's so cold that it hurts what the you know fuck? jesus oh jeez feel it in ice, the teeth ice cold i love it So refreshing. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Peace.